Today we're here with Jennifer Colstead, Global Brand and Design Director for Ford. This is Amplify, a retail automotive podcast brought to you by Reuters Events and DeSoto. It's time to make the most innovative voices in retail automotive louder. Well, Jennifer, it's a pleasure to sit with you today. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Isn't it's my that pleasure. a vibe? Isn't that a vibe, the little intro music? It just kind of sets you right in the spot, right? Yeah, I like the voice. I like the tunes. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good, good. good combo. Okay, so global brand design director, what do you actually do? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to tell me about their Mustang and their Bronco and their issues and why they don't have their order, but that is not what I do. At all. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> I handle the stuff that's outside of your car, so I don't design vehicles. That's Anthony Lowe and his team. Um, I do the other things, so I like to tell people I am the manifestation of brand. So the way that we're sitting at this table right now, the I think we need we a T-shirt with, for you. I am the manifestation of, of brand. That's I love a great it. T-shirt. That's a you great like T-shirt. It? I do. I like it a lot. So it's the buildings, definitely. Ford has 200 million square feet of building a footprint, night. including dealerships. That's a lot. I'm not saying like we're doing it all, but that's ours it's out there in the in universe. Your, it's in your purview, yes. yeah. Yeah, and it's experience too. And it's the things you hear and taste. And I mean, we're standing at food and beverage and a hotel. We're doing a lot of things that people don't know about, but that is our brand now. Yeah. And so that, so you're thinking about those types of things, yeah. right? The, the physical spaces, but also the digital spaces as well. To a degree, yeah. Um, I mean, Full disclosure, I don't code, I don't ha- like I don't do the things. Yeah. But it is my responsibility to make sure that that experience is seamless, cohesive, you know, consistently wonderful. So, you know, for example, Ford's standing up an e-com platform right now. I'm not designing that, but continuity is the key. So whatever I do stand up in this store of the future has got to um, be consistent from a CX perspective, equally awesome. Yeah. How do you how do you do that when there's so many different players and hands in the pot? You know, you, like you were saying already, right? Ford Blue and and the the uh, Model E, the Model E yeah. stuff. Like already, that's tough. And then you layer in buildings and customer experiences on the ground level. Like, what does it take for a team to kind of wrap its hands around it and make sure that there's not drop off at touch points for customers where they feel like they just got plopped off a cliff yeah. off of your brand. I'll tell you, when I joined Ford, I got a doctorate in diplomacy. <laughs> it is, all Trial of this work, no, really, all of this work is dependent on relationships. You know, the people that you know internal to Ford, and like you're suggesting, like they're everywhere. Whole team stood up, self-sufficient and running. They got their own KPIs, like they have everything, they're going. So to infiltrate and make friends and like build the trust so that you can do the work because my work, as you can imagine, is all that in-between stuff. It's like the glue. Like, I'm, na- I'm neither Ford Blue no- nor Model E, but in, I'm both. Yeah. I'm kind of the umbrella piece that will allow those things to live and breathe over time. And those groups also typically have a near view because that's mm. what they're tasked with doing, right? Yeah. Like, Wall Street wants to know how you doing, Jim Farley. Right. Quarter by quarter. They definitely do. Yes. And so, so what's the far view? The far view is the horizon, right? It, we do a lot of futuring in our work, which is to like set our five-year and our ten-year targets, and um, you know, large degree that to a large degree that's speculative. That's like looking to other things and Especially then formulating right now opinions. In this oh my God! What's going to happen in ten years? Who the heck knows? Moore's law is what? 
Yeah. yeah. Right? right. Yep. And right now we're playing in technology and metaverse and all of this stuff. Ten years out. Major platform change transition. Yes. yes. Yeah. What uh, as much peek behind the curtain as you can give? What are what are one or two of the projects that you're working on right now that are looking at the world in a far view? I am definitely excited about future of retail. I mean, this one's really getting me going right now because because it is such an untapped category. And you're, you're asked the question, well, what is the future of this? It's basically a start over. It's like we got to back up and stand up a methodology and reevaluate base principles, like start from the beginning, which is very exciting when you're a designer. So we had a, we had a panel just a little bit ago, and you said that when you needed to bring in an architect, you, you kind of zigged where everyone else usually zags. Yeah, actually, I heard one of our, our um, retail experts say to it, uh, one of our externals say, the future of retail is whatever you think you should do, do the opposite. Ah. I agree hmm. with that. Whatever your instincts are telling you, pivot, go the other way. So, you know, logic would tell you hire a really good commercial architect, like a big, like a Foster's, like a, like some, Real successful right? one, right. So we did the opposite. I hired a residential architect that is amazing at human scale work and understand sustainability because future of retail should be what guys? It should be net zero. Yeah. It should be carbon zero, net positive. It should be all the things. So you have to go into a different space category to get that. And so you hired a residential architect. They, they do did, commercial too, but yeah, well, primarily residential. Did, did you get any, any weird looks? Yeah. <laughs> and that's for that's yeah. that's for thinking about the, the, the showroom experience? Yes. Or, yeah. Uh, it's not just an architecture solution, but yeah. that's just to illustrate one of the parts and pieces, like yeah. do the opposite. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So thinking about when you enter uh, the new stores or the new concept, you're going to feel much more like you're at home than in some big glass Think building. about what happens today and, and use your human science terms that I, was, that I was talking about. So entry at this point is incredibly vulnerable and intimidating. It is inevitably a high or a double scale experience. So you as an individual step in and it's like step like a piece of meat on the Savannah plane. <laughs> yeah. You're vulnerable, you're exposed. It is it is a predatorial environment. Right, you were talking about Maslow's hierarchy yes. of needs and then when you're in the bottom of that pyramid, you're just thinking survival. And in order for you to even get in the mindset of like experience, surprise and delight, you have to be far up yes. in that pyramid. And yes. you say right now we're the, at the, bottom. the mentality is when you walk in, you feel like the piece of meat. You. Something's going to get me. Any so what's moment. the opposite of that experience? Oh, being home, being yeah. comfortable. Come in. Can I get you a soda, water, a drink, whatever it is? Right? What I'm describing to you is called prospecting. The opposite is refuge. So now you've got to construct a state of, of refuge. Ooh, Instead, like the opposite. That's the residential piece. Like scale compresses, you're sheltered and safe. And now the choice is yours, not the choice of someone else. That's what I mean. Yeah. You're sort of re-engineering this experience using science. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been an advocate for a shrinking showroom that is much more homey and has like a feeling where you are accepted. And like, I remember even as a kid, I, I like this is a, a sticky memory in my head as a kid going shopping for a car with my parents. Like this is the this is like how the, old were you? Oh, probably eight or nine. Okay. Right. We got it. We got a family van. Yep. Right. And I remember going into the store and just like looking around and being like, that's a big desk that's a big ceiling i've never seen this before and then it's like and then it's like five people with suits come out of an office and i'm like 
I never go anywhere with people with right. suits, right? right. You know, and, and really intimidating. Like where did they come from? They weren't there a second ago, but right. we're here now. And so they here seem they like are. they're a team That's because they're all dressed the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then to go even further than just like a smaller space. It's like, how does the space actually feel and invite me in? And you were talking about like when we keep saying omni-channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. We we think like oh that people can do the same thing everywhere, but experiencing the same thing like so if you're like oh i want to buy at home well why wouldn't we also drag that experience into the other spaces that we're operating in as brands right remember what i just said about yeah. do the opposite yeah. that is actually the um i'd say the broad-based understanding of omni but that is not true this physical space that we're trying to reinvent is to it first begins with trying to understand what are the opportunities or what are the things that I can achieve in a physical space with people that I can't possibly do online? Mm, yep. Right? Yeah. And then providing for that. Like if we say... Yeah. What's so valuable yeah. about that experience that I, I crave it, that it. I can only do it there. It's, yeah. It starts with human to human connection. Absolutely. Right? Oh, now you're speaking our language. Yeah. Now Building you, relationships. You can't do that online. <laughs> right. Memory making. Like all of those things, those tangible things that stimulate our brains in a very specific way, that's, that is our responsibility. So Ford recently opened, it was, what, what is it called? The Experience Center? Oh, yeah. We did that. Yes, I know. Have you been there? I haven't been there. I would love to go. Please though. come. Okay. We'll, we'll Let's do it. it up. We, should we, we just it. won an uh, American Institute of Architects Award for I, that. I know. I saw all this yes, stuff about yeah. it. Tell me about, tell us all about what is the Experience Center and what's the intention behind it? Okay. So we opened that, let's see, January of last year. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of snuck it through during COVID. We built this pilot. We call it the pilot because we were able to test a lot of this thinking. Not, not test, but like show forward what we meant with this incredibly human-centric methodology and a new, I mean, if you go there, you will visibly see a new brand. You'll go, I can't believe this is Ford. More important, you'll Ugh. feel it. You'll go, I All right, can't we're believe coming. this feels like Ford. And that's the human I science I love piece. that. It's like there's a feeling that, that comes out of experience. Yeah. So something. explain it. Explain the experience. Explain, yeah, like walk us through just a little bit. So for example, so this is a renovated building. Yep. It, it was, and it happens to be the shape of an oval. I mean, like, of course it is. Naturally. Yeah. So we took this, I mean, really awful building from the 80s. <laughs> it's always the best way. And we the best. The best. We reskinned it. That means like putting new glass on it. We took everything off down to the studs. We reskinned it, new roof. We tore down the majority of the interior walls. We based it around well principles, well philosophy, which is that this building will make you healthier for being in it. Ooh. It faces the Unlike Henry Ford Museum. Unlike the building we're in right now. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. call this the healthiest yeah. space. No. <laughs> but but in, the, in, the, in the FXC, you will see a green lawn. You'll see nature from every place that you're in. In a, in a meeting room or a training room, you're going to see green grass and natural light. And it's a white, clean space that lets the, breathe, like, the, the brand grow and breathe over time. You will not see a Ford sign anywhere, ironically. Wow. Because oh. you are meant to feel Ford. That was a big thing, too. That's like. No. Where's the Ford I'm badge? I'm so in on right. that. That's Nowhere. what everyone asks. Can you make the logo bigger? Make the logo bigger, please. <laughs> and yeah, how right. many? Can we put one here and here and here? No, yeah, there, but there brand are isn't none. a logo. Brand is a feeling. You're like, look at Google yeah. Earth. Look at Google Earth. It's a shape of a novel. You're Just in put it. it on the roof. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in it. In you're in the logo. <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh -huh. What's the function of the space? How are you using it? Uh, so it's an event and conference center, but we designed it for our global dealers yep. um, so that they could come and, and legit feel Ford 
learn the curriculum, be together, global, the Global Dealer Roundtable, for example. Uh, we designed it for our fleet customers who typically transact where they are. We want to invite them to Dearborn and experience Ford hospitality. And then our employees, too. So we've got training and conferencing. But it, it kind of worked out different because then the board came over and tried it out. And guess who wants to have their board meetings there now? Uh -huh. yeah. Even though there's not a logo. And we're doing the town halls and Jim Farley's you know, press events and event launches. It's all happening there. It's become the heart. Okay. Well, we are definitely going to come and visit. We're coming. We're going to bring cameras and the whole nine yards. Yeah, cameras and everything. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, thank you so much. I wish we had more time. We'll have to do this again. I'd love to. Uh, really excited to, to learn about the future of Ford's thank you. brand and design. Thank, thank you for being you. with us. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Amplify podcast brought to you by Reuters Events and Asotu. For more engaging episodes like this, subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. You can learn more about our hosts, Paul J. Daly and Cal Mountier by visiting asotu.com.